on CW contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. up everybody you are listening to dc on cw the arrow edition on rayman digital if you're listening from your desktop you can take us mobile by finding us on demand through all those itunes stitcher spotify grinder wherever all the podcasts are i am your host today the one and only bobby d and with me is angelica dawn hey that was my Her- ryan voice i was trying really oh <laughs> that, that's your ryan voice <laughs> that's my ryan it's as good as i can do it i'll practice more. yeah um, Ryan's, Ryan's not with us this week. He's learning a new comb-over technique, uh, so he'll be back next week. This week we'll be breaking down Season 7, Episode 12, Emerald Archer. Episode, um, uh, is it episode, the 150th episode? The 150th episode, which was shot in kind of a quasi-documentary style, which I thought we were going to get a lot more of. I, yeah, I, I thought... I. I thought we were going to continue with that. They did not do a bad job, though, of switching between. Like, you weren't no. confused. There was no moment with, like, pacing and stuff like that where you were, like, kind of, like, thrown off. Um, no, they they did the story very well, switching between documentary style and then regular Arrow style. Yeah, and, and we'll get into that later in the show. So uh, this week there was some kind of major things that happened um, story-wise, character-wise, and even kind of Easter eggs, and we're going to go through that with the news. So Green Arrow actually added two major allies at the end of this week. Um, if you guys aren't familiar, they brought back Connor Hawk, which is Don uh, uh, Diggle Jr., and that's actually the same actor that was in Legends of Tomorrow when they did the throwback to Connor Hawk. Um, in season one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they know they actually brought back the real actor, and so it, it's kind of cool to see that kind of go full circle there. And uh, again, the the future is that interesting time that you're wondering what the hell's going on because not only did they bring back Connor Hawk, they brought they mentioned a name called Maya. Um, Maya is basically the comic version of, of what Thea is. Um. Oh. Yeah, they there's a lot of references out there that said that, you know, the the Maya character is kind of what they base the queen off of and we had that uh you know mentioned by name and that was also um another archer that's out there. So it'll be interesting to see going forward where they play with that and I think that's the future is the one thing that we kind of know where we're going right now because the present is kind of up in the air especially after this week. So they're they're keeping it very like um um ooh words are hard ominous <laughs> ooh hello ominous ominous 
one of one of them things. Yeah, you know, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But but they're doing a very good job of like keeping us hanging on like to see what's coming next. Uh I'm excited. Like I don't know what to expect. Like we know it's bad. Yeah, but... and the and the thing is we only really have 10 episodes left. Yeah. So we're we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here and we're still getting introduced and we're still kind of don't care. Do you care yet that we really don't have a go forward? Like a big bad? Like it's not the typical like. Like, yeah, we're not running into any kind of typical big bad. Yeah, uh, I'm not mad about it because it has been the same formula over and over again. It's been like, let's foil this big bad and then we'll slowly like after the midseason start to bring up the actual big bad. Like it's. A good, it's it's a good change of pace for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, this week also was full of Easter eggs for the hundred and fiftieth episode, and some of the ones that I kind of liked of what they did. And so I liked the beginning where they brought out that one, the Warner Brothers pictures thing. Like it was a real. Oh, movie. that threw me off. It, did you think you were watching <laughs> something wrong? I was just like, oh, wow, uh, why are they doing this? This is weird. Like, did did some weird buyout stuff happen? This isn't a movie. What? <laughs> I was I was so thrown off, but I didn't think yeah. I was watching something wrong. I was con- confused. Like, I just didn't know what was happening or why. Yeah, because that's not the beginning you're used to hearing. Um, they also mentioned Pedowitz, uh as one of the names that was coming out. And, of course, that is a nod to Mark Pedowitz, the actual president of CW. And that was the director's name, like last name. We also had uh, Nutter and Winner. <laughs> Nutter. I'm right? sorry. <laughs> well, no. It's it's a, uh, it's a legitimate... Uh, when you say nutter, of course we're all fucking. It's a perverts. legitimate teehee, okay? <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. It's it's the proof that I still have a sense of humor. I always say <laughs> if I stop laughing at like dick and fart jokes, something's seriously wrong with yeah. me. Um, it's not the fact that I'm like so mature that I can't laugh at it. No, it's something seriously wrong. I will always wrong. laugh at dick and fart jokes. Uh, yes, I will always draw penises as superheroes. Yes. So you're the lucky nutter- enough to ever see that, guys. <laughs> it's a real the- treat. Yeah, the the Nutter reference was to David Nutter, a uh, TV director who helmed uh, Arrow's pilot episodes for all those years. And then it was, uh, winner was Glenn Winter, who was actually the director of this week. Yeah. There was, <laughs> well, and then the, the big bad's name was Kevin Meltzer. Uh-huh. And that was an, uh, a nod to Kevin Smith and Brad Meltzer, both Arrow writers. Uh, comic book writers. Speaking of that, did you see uh, this week the so the the writers took over the Arrow Instagram and it was like ask questions and stuff. They have like two full bookcases of comics, and I'm assuming like Batman and Arrow. But it was just cool to see the, all the material that they have right there in the writers' room. Those well, that, that's what you need, though. I mean, because oh, yeah. that's what that's what we want. If you're going to reference something, you better have the material to go back and look at it. And obviously, they're, they're big fans of the people that have helped them make the episodes. Because again, with the Kevin Meltzer 
you know, um, I mean, Kevin Smith is always one of those people that I want to see actually write for Green Arrow because his Green Arrow runs in the comics were so good. And maybe this is the start of it. It's like, hey, we we gave you a little nod here and maybe we can go on from there. Yes, please. Yeah. So those are just some Easter eggs that were out there during this episode. Um, And with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll get into the episode. People say he's just a pretty face. DC on CW. Holodeck 3 program is reinstated. Open sesame! Great point. I didn't even think of that until you said it. That Ash Tyler is that archetype. He, he is, is that archetype. He's the seven of nine. But he's he, different because think about think how think how different and terrible as a character that must feel like being part human and part Klingon. You are dealing with something that wants to has, kill. Do you think he has two dicks like the Klingon? <laughs> Yo, burn him. <laughs> I grew my other dick back. I grew, I grew my other dick I back. know when we were together, I didn't have it. I'll give you. But a now that I'm not trying to hide, they let they allowed it to grow back. My Klingon DNA took over for a little bit, but just in the penis area. Just so I got I got one nine inch penis and I got one twelve inch penis. Look out! <laughs> Look out, ladies! I put a baby in Laurel. Oh. What do you think I could do to you? I put a baby in Laurel and a baby in Burnham at the same time. <laughs> oh God! Jesus Christ! <laughs> that devolved very very quickly. Star Trek from the holodeck. Exclusively on Rain Man Digital. End simulation. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. You ever made your jump? And I don't. I don't want someone judging me like that way. For all I know, <laughs> other people are thinking that did. way. Yeah. Oh man, I can see this guy's penis, or I can't see his penis from my peripheral vision. You think way you too were, much about this. You were I'm a thinker. I'm a thinker. <laughs> That's what you're so you're like it. saying, "Don't judge me. Let me look at your penis." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Einstein thought about the stars and how to solve problems and scientific equations. He thought about a dude's uh, dick in a trunk stop. Right. You're the Einstein of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain amount of geometry, right, to, you know, peripheral vision of seeing the cock. There has to be. Oh, no, I, I challenge you. you. I imagine you with this, like, Sherlock mind palace, imagining <laughs> the shape of it. And the there's, like, numbers going around for circumference and length. He probably like he know he clearly noticed you looking at his dick, right? So he no, because I was no, no a shield. Is that what you shield do? Shield with a like, little dick house with yeah. your hands. A yeah. little dick so house people can't with see your hands. <laughs> <laughs> For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, DEAL30, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD, plus... 
Free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code DEAL30. Again, that's DEAL30. Because without it, no free stuff. That's DEAL30 at adamandeve.com. You're listening to Rain Man Digital's DC on CW. All right, we are back. Uh, breaking down season seven, episode twelve, "The Emerald Archer," written or directed by Glenn Wood, Winter, written by Mark Guggenheim and Emilio Ortega Aldrich. Now we kind of talked a little bit about it during news, but they played that Warner Brothers beginning, and they had this whole different feel to the whole. Uh, what first. 10 minutes of the show, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, even like the filter was different too yeah. that they used. And and that right there was such a smart and simple way to designate between like when it was the documentary and then normal lighting and stuff like that for when we're back in Arrow time. <laughs> well, well and, and one of the things I did appreciate was at the beginning they said, hey, I've been trying to do this for years. And with that one sentence, they were able to bring back all those characters from the grave from before you know they left for whatever they are and we got to like a true kind of you know uh documentary style feel to this whole thing without it making it feel forced like why is captain lance back he's dead they were smart too to put so i think with captain lance they put the date that it was it was like 2014 but i don't think they did that for sarah which is why i was like how is sarah in this (laughs) Well, she did talk about her dad being dead. Yeah. So, I mean, technically, with me and Legends and Wave Rider, she could bounce back and forth. But, there, you know, there but was still, also... still, like, according to the city and stuff like that, I was like, what year is this? Like, I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. I guess it doesn't matter. But I, I was a little confused on what they were expecting the audience to view that as, uh-huh. you know? I, I mean, I know it doesn't really matter because we, as the audience, know, like, she can go ahead and... Go through yeah. time and stuff. Well, and the the thing that I liked, I think, the most about this was I almost looked at it. And I'm going, man, I could almost watch a superhero show shot like this. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Because they did so many different things with the camera angles and like it was kind of shot in that live PD cops style of following people into the mess. Yeah. You know what, Bob? And- I bet you I bet you this is going to turn into something. Like I, I'm sure it will be a TV show. You'll we'll find some kind of new show that's going to be shot this way. Oh, absolutely! I mean, think, look at The Office. Like I hate to, I hate to compare it to that. I am not saying that this was The Office. No, but it's a, it's still shot in that mockumentary style. Right, exactly. So look at The Office and when it started, uh, and then all these other shows started doing that same type of style. And how successful they were. This was such a good episode and it told a story that we didn't typically get to see. And it was it was done very well. So I don't know why you wouldn't want to tell a story about like well-known characters that we already know. I mean, uh, we've seen it before, like where, where Spider-Mans are kind of like that fourth wall is being broken, like mm-hmm. the animated ones. Yeah. But I feel like if we did like characters that we've already know, like we already know the story type of thing then you could do a documentary like this, like characters that we're familiar with. And and like we talked about, just the way it was shot and scored and... The action. (laughs) Yeah, well, the action. And then, like, yeah, the cameraman, like, peeking underneath 
tables and we're getting shots that we hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's got to be kind of hard for camera camera rock blocking and all that when you think about it, trying yeah. to go, all right, how am I going to make this action scene look seamless, but also look like some cameraman that's ducking underneath this table is shooting it at the same time. Yeah. They did so well with that. Like now now that I'm thinking about it and stuff, I didn't, I didn't really think. And and the moment that that comes clear is when they're in the police station and Curtis is there talking about the, the satellites and stuff. And they're not supposed to know about that. Just the blocking for that whole scene. I feel like they had to have shot that twice. Yeah. And, and like you said, it was, even the acting was different yeah. when the camera was around. Yeah. Uh, when they're like, you know, you see Felicity screaming with her hair or um, New Canary going, hey, can I read? That sounded stupid. I need to do that again. Yeah. It, it, everything, <laughs> everything about it felt completely different, completely new, but like it was our characters. Mm-hmm. And so... I I want to say that this was one of the better kind of anniversary episodes, and I don't know how you feel, but this turned out a lot different than I ever expected it to when I heard that they were shooting it like documentary style, and that's how the 150 was going to be. See, I had I had no idea. I, actually, I take that back. I probably knew and forgot <laughs> about it. Let's be real. Um, so like I walked into this and I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is a smart way to go ahead and give us new insight and a different type of storytelling without it being like the same formula. And speaking of same formula, when they introduced like the bad for this episode, Mm -hmm. I assumed we were going back to the normal formula and this was going to be our big bad. Oh, you thought that this was it, that this vigilante hunter was going to end up being somebody bigger than just the flavor of the week. Yeah, but it's because he looked so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was such a simple costume, like Mm -hmm. the camo and everything that he had on there, but it looked so rad. Yeah, well, and I also liked how now Wang Tech is just okay. Yes. Yeah. It's not it's not like that forbidden fruit of this is where we expect these type of things to come from. Yeah. It is from Wayne Tech. Whether I mean they used it in Flash, I want to say like two or three weeks ago, mm-hmm. you know, where there was a Wayne Tech car that got taken by Argus. Um, why not throw why not throw that in there? You know, give yeah, us, it, give us a little treat sometimes. Yeah, well, because it makes sense. As soon as they say Wayne Tech, we're like, that's probably some badass shit. We know what we expect from Wayne Tech. Yeah. The equivalent to anything in the, I hate saying it, but in the Marvel Universe, like, you know, it's going to be Stark anytime it's like weapons, things like that. Yeah. And if it's not, if it's not Stark Industries, you know, you're probably going to get a piece of shit. You're going to get that mother-in-law missile or whatever it was called. (laughs) So you didn't, uh, I think the only issue is I wish there was actually more of the documentary type style gone in even if it was shot in that kind of office way of hey i need a minute and they're shooting through the glass more but the mic's still on and so they're picking up like oliver and felicity having those conversations instead of it just the filter getting off of it and it's not through like that cinematic type view anymore and it looks like real life and that's why i do believe that a show could carry on like this as a superhero show um i i think that's a brilliant idea because 
even at the end when they were like, oh, I thought that documentary got banned. I was like, no, I want to see it. Like, I know that's dumb to think, but <laughs> yeah. I, I would I would like to watch that. And, and um, like the Kelsey Grammer, you know, narrator part, I was just like, oh, OK. Um, I if I didn't read an article about it, I wouldn't have known it was actually him doing the narration for it. So. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But it, it it was cool because we got what, uh, you know, we got to see Captain Lance again. We got to see, yeah. I think, what was her name, Sin, um, the Huntress. You know, we we got to see all these characters, and and that kind of leads into the the whole future of okay, we know that there's kind of a birds of prey type story coming along here, mm-hmm. and we know the Huntress is now out because they mentioned it by name, and yeah. she appeared, and and. It was a cool way of going, hey, remember her without having to put it in a preview of, you know, remember seven years ago right. when this lady came in and wanted to kill a dad and Oliver said no and sent her away? <laughs> you know, they're doing, now that you're saying that, like, not just this episode, I mean, especially this episode, they're doing such a beautiful job this season of kind of giving a middle finger to the flashbacks. <laughs> Yeah. Um, because they are just balancing it so well and keeping us engaged in in flash forwards, uh, like to the present. They are just doing such a a fantastic job of keeping me wanting more of everything instead of those breaks where I'm like, I guess I'll look at my phone now because this is super boring. Well, and that that was the thing that was done really well in this episode is that mm-hmm. there was nothing that really happened. Like, well, I'm glad you didn't have me like recap the episode because I was like, I, I can't shit on anything. Well, yeah, and that's why I kind of wanted to get right into it because yeah. it was just one of those things. I I want to talk about it because it was shot beautifully. The story was done mm-hmm. really well. Um, there there was no complaints about it other than I wanted more of the documentary. I have one. The okay. only thing I could think of was fucking William. Okay. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll get to the we can get the return of volume right now for you. Can't so, wait. Awesome. Since since it's on your uh, it's on your uh, bucket list of hate train to go on. It's so totally- William returns this week, and um, I'm not gonna lie. I like the fact that he's like, why did it take you so long to get me home? Okay, fair. Like, but oh, I was uh, I was there by myself at Christmas. I get. <laughs> I get okay, that. Harry but Potter. What was going what was going on around Christmas time? I was thinking that too. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think back to the to the mid-season and what was going around going on around Christmas time for them. It was a lot of shit, right? Yeah, that's when Oliver basically got right out of jail and he was back and then I think was oh, the first Felicity was going Felicity was torturing people. <laughs> that was oh. right. Okay. <laughs> Kid, shut the fuck up. You got nothing to worry about. Like, I don't think you wanted Felicity babysitting you during that time. <laughs> yeah, stay upstairs, baby. Um, Mama's going to go downstairs and uh, try to get some information. Yeah, that, oof. Think of how poorly that would have gone. Like, <laughs> I, I get it. Like, Felicity can't be like, listen, there was some shit. Because he's just going to be like, you don't love me. Like, and I think... As viewers, that's my frustration. I understand he has every right to be hurt and pissed about that. But at the same time, it's like you're 
Why are you mad that the, your dad has cameras on him right now? Like, he got free. He has immunity. Like, he was in jail. Yeah, and, and I kind of always, I, I'm looking at him as, okay, why why has it taken a month or two to, for me to get home? Yeah. I mean, you sent me away for my protection. Well, my dad's out of jail now. The dragon's in jail. You know, you, you know Uncle Dig has him. So why can't I come home? Uh, now, he brought up the fact that, you know, he uh, faked the whole website, never took midterms, and actually got expelled. What do you think he got expelled for? Fighting. Fighting think- or hacking or something. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Okay, so when when he was talking to, I can't think of her name right now. Um Renee's daughter. Yeah, I what is her name? Um I We don't know. Blank. Renee's daughter. But when she was like, "Oh, is there like a girl or something?" He was like, "I don't know, kind of." Do you think that it was like a guy that he was interested in and like he started acting on like those types of feelings and well, then got expelled for that? Uh, well, it could be. Maybe not the fact that he was acting on the feelings, but maybe no. the guy didn't feel like um, like he got beat on. up for it, maybe, you know, things like that. But what was he doing for all this time he was expelled? That's what I was wondering. Like, where has he been? <laughs> so that I, I, that doesn't make sense to me. What do you mean you were stuck there at Christmas break all by yourself? How long were you expelled for? <laughs> yeah, like, has it been a week? Has it been a month? Um, obviously, you didn't have any midterm grades, so you didn't actually do anything. I don't, yeah. I want I, I want to see how this plays out. Like if they go with that route of see Oliver Williams just like you. If it was like a fighting type thing, to where he started acting out and started fighting, you know, or how how do they play it? Like, does he have an anger issue like his dad and his uh, you know his grandfather? Does it run through the blood? Maybe I mean I don't know because they I don't know. Uh, it has to be. I think you're right, Bob. Like, it has to go that route. Because we've already, like, with Supergirl, had the whole, like, growing pains of, like, coming out, things like that. And I don't know if Arrow would go that way, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. it just doesn't seem like that's what they're trying to do at this point in time. It seems more like your story would make sense for what they're trying to say. Well, and and what the other thing that I kind of appreciated was that we find that William is able to sniff out Felicity's kind of tech. Yeah. And so at least they're setting that baseline up that whatever they solve in the future that he figures out that his mom did, he can, you know, we've we've set the baseline here that, you know, she's obviously working on whatever that canary protocol is going to end up being. You know, to put viruses and shit on everybody's computer that's not supposed to be part of the network. And William, at his age right now, is smart enough to figure it out. Yeah, and that's really cool to see that he's possibly taking on traits of his dad and then also his, like, adopted mom. (laughs) Yeah. He's definitely learning a lot there. I just don't understand why he... I mean, other than, like, bottling things in, not sharing, keeping secrets... Hmm. The, fr- Sounds the familiar. first, but um, the first, seven, the first seven seasons. Yeah, 
other than that, like, it just seems so irrational uh, how he's acting at Felicity. Like, take it off. Like, take the take the like wall down and stuff like that. Like, it's, yeah, it, it wasn't like, Mom, I can't look at porn now because you put up a firewall. Yeah. So, I I, I don't know. I don't I don't want to see it go this way at all. Um, because you're right, it was part of the annoying William that we kind of were getting over with. Like, I don't think the they'll let guy. it go that far, though. You know, they, again, he, like, from his point of view, he does have every right to be pissed. Like, they should, they should have that in there. But god damn, they were being so teasy with everything going on with him this episode. I yeah. think that's also what made it annoying. Because even when he was talking to Renee's daughter, it wasn't full information. It was, like, very, very vague. And everything about him has been very surface level. Which, cool, we get the feelings of, like, Oliver and Felicity and how they're having to deal with him. But as an audience, it's like, what's happening? Yeah. Well, and again, hopefully, I want to say it's two or three episodes from now. It's actually called 2039 might be the episode i think it's two or three away i'm not sure um and hopefully whatever they're doing now is going to go to the future and we're going to see whatever like kind of baseline obviously we'll figure out why he got kicked out of school we know he's smart enough to find all this shit out and then it'll make sense going into that episode because they've done nothing over the last 20 episodes but build that get that trust from us i'm gonna say yeah so now I think the best thing out of here was getting the team arrow back together. And it felt as natural as it could. Um now I think the only issue I had with the team coming back together to fight this, you know, this vigilante killer mm-hmm. was the deputation. Like why now everybody works for the police force? Uh... Did, did that seem like a stretch to you? No, I found the, but I did find like when they were talking about like, oh, good thing the immunity is permanent, not like a one-time thing when they picked up Renee. Uh huh. I was like, when the fuck did it? When was it always permanent? Why is it suddenly permanent? Yeah, that 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 one was a little stretch on why it was okay for him, and then they all got no, arrested. No, that's there. super. That's super stretch. If that's the case, then he wouldn't be worried about going. No one would be worried about going out. They're like, I have permanent immunity. Go fuck yourself. Like, yeah. Why? Well, and 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 that that line confused me, too, because in my head, permanent immunity means like, cool, I can't be charged for the, the crimes of the past. Right. It doesn't mean I can't I can go out and do new vigilante shit and be excused from it from, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know what? Um, Angelica, thank you for forgiving me for cheating on you. Uh, I slept with somebody else. <laughs> You're like, well, you forgive, you forgave me. Doesn't that count? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, that's the way I'm looking at this whole immunity thing with the vigilante type scenarios. It's like, okay, yeah, I don't buy that line of questioning. Um, so. You know, the the mayor part of it getting into this and wanting the vigilantes to get back together. Oh, she's such a bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I, I thought she was going to soften a little bit, 
you know, when New Canary saved her. Oh, my God. And she even brings up, like, oh, you thought that would soften my cold, icy heart. I'm like, shut <laughs> the fuck up. God. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure if anybody saves my life, it's going to soften me, no matter what. Yeah, or at least, I mean, oh, she's such a cunt. I don't know. Like, I can't. <laughs> her uh, face is just really cunty. Well, and and that that was the other awkward thing about it. That Green Arrow mayor debate. Like, why was he putting on his outfit to go sit there and have a talk with her? Like, you didn't have because, to put on the green. Because he knew that there was going to be action happening. I thought the so, same thing at first, too. I was like, oh, okay, Oliver. Like, just strap on the leather. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, he knows that he's going to have to fight. And that, that makes sense now that you say it that way. In my head, I was like, that just looks stupid. You're Why? Pr- do you want do you want a fancy suit like a fancy arrow businessman suit because i'd be <laughs> yeah. down yeah just just like with the little arrow like lapel oh um, come button. on i would totally be down for that i want to see it <laughs> the, the, it's wayne the, tech <laughs> the, this is a debate arrow um but i i really liked how the team drew back together you know, Diggle looked excited about something. Yeah. Um, Terrific looked excited. <gasps> Did you? Sorry to backtrack. Go, go but when Oliver was like, hey, like, I have to tell you something, like, to Diggle um, and, and to explain, like, hey, like, I understand it's been, like, months since we've been able to, you know, hang out and, like, disclose information to each other. Uh-huh. Did you at all get vibes from Diggle being like, fuck, I'm keeping a huge secret from you type of thing? Yeah. Um, like a- you know, it, it, he, it was one of those things that he had that guilt of like, I probably should be disclosing something right yeah. now to you too, but we're not, we're, we're not on that level. And I think that's what the whole, like, we haven't been the same for over a year came from. Yeah. Like this isn't, tea party time to where we can sit down and you know bust out the vodka or whatever it was from the the old chest and sit down and have those drinks and have that talk together we're we're getting there but we're not there yet it just it seemed like when he was spilling that there was like a little bit of like a lump in his throat like not very like not telling that he has a secret but you kind of like acting wise like you you know that that's like in the back of his mind like as his character and stuff like fuck i have something that I'm keeping from you too and I just thought it was very well done I don't know if it was just me that thought that that's what I saw or if you saw it as well no I definitely saw it as well um the other thing that I'm questioning story-wise right now is that okay so we got the vigilantes all are hired now team arrow is Mm -hmm. official so are we just done with Argus uh, yeah, at that point, like, why would why would you need Argus? I mean, I other- think they kind of need to be done with Argus too. Diggle can't like with terrific being like, I'm not taking orders anymore. That's exactly where he's going to default to then is like the police because then you at least have a little bit more freedom. Yeah, and then with Diggle, he's like commanding to make the rules. So I feel like his wife is kind of like getting like. You you can't be doing this anymore. So what a perfect way to be like, I got another job, honey. Like, uh, are they honey, on payroll? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's my yeah. Well, that, that's yeah. Are you getting paid? And now are all the vigilantes? Were they all out there before as known? 
That's what I thought was weird, too, is like this documentary basically gave away so many identities. It felt like, how is this being made? I mean, so the Renee one I understood because he was state's evidence. Mm-hmm. And Oliver, I understood. You know, Diggle, it was just brought in as like a special like friend to Oliver. Yeah. And the same thing with Barry and the rest of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they weren't exposed. But the fact is, like, if you're going to get hired as a public figure, going to be on the, like you said, on the payroll of the police force. Like, so uh, Spartan, to, yeah. who am I writing this check to? Um, cash? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have a police pension you have to join. Do you think Diggle will take it then? Or how how is this going to work? <laughs> I, I See, I don't know. It's always... Like, it gave me that, like, Old West vibe of, like, well, you've done well. You're deputized now. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know, because you would think that there's going to be a bit of control, and, like, is Felicity going to run point now? And, you know, they talked about kind of rebuilding the lair, and... Why I, not just I, give I, them... This, it sounds so much simpler to give them immunity. I guess just, because they, at least if they are on, like, payroll or whatever, they have a little bit more control over them. Yeah. Well, and what do you do with Dinah? Yeah. I mean, all right, well, okay, well, you get to be police chief when it's convenient for you, and then when I need you to do, you know, the darker shit, you got to do put on the canary costume? Yes. <laughs> Uh, see, it just, uh, and I think that's where the issue was. As much as I love seeing the team get back together and work together to take down a bad guy and to work as one, not team A, team B, you know, people doing random things at random times that make everybody mad, it was wonderful to see it together. But when you start to actually like break it down and start thinking about it, you're like, does this make sense? No, and maybe this is what destroys the city. You think that's like where they bring in Felicity? Because the way I see it picturing out there is that they have this canary protocol out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to assume that uh, Renee in this wild dog persona ends up riding this to the mayorship. Yeah. Uh, we know Dinah loses her voice box at some time because she has that slit on her throat. So th- there's going to be some kind of major thing that's going to bring the group together, but also separate them. And it could end up being that whole Dante, Ninth Circle, whatever the hell Argus was working on that Dale didn't tell him. Th- that it could end up being something bad down the line. Uh, by down the line, I mean in the near future because we only really have two months left of this this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a... It's, it's much as it, like, it didn't... In my opinion, it didn't feel forced at all. The team felt like working together. It, it was in sync. It it all, but it just seemed like a stretch. So I know I just watched Incredibles, so <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm thinking on that too. But the whole, the whole idea of maybe like putting the team together is to like create their downfall. Like the city is going, like the, the mayor is going to go ahead and create the downfall of all vigilantes possibly by putting them together and having this control over them and then finding a way to make them the villains. 
So you you think that's the route we're going that's going to end up being possibly. I mean, there's not they're not, they are being so vague and they're again, I love it because they're keeping me hanging on like what are we doing? Like what's happening? Um I love that that intrigue is there, but at the same time like it's hard to see where we're going. Yeah. And it's weird. It's a weird scenario to be in. Yeah. You know, basically going into the last half of the season, you know, the or the last 10 episodes, technically. Is it is it weird because this isn't our formula or is it weird? Why Why is it weird? I, I, I want to think it's because of the we're so used to the formula. And I, I think that's like been like the curse of the four years of us doing this. Mm hmm. And and I don't know how you are watching like any TV shows, but like I can pick out the formula like yeah. on reality shows. Like I know who's going to get eliminated, and like how do you know he's going to get eliminated? Why is that guy telling a sob story now? There's eight other weeks left. That guy's getting eliminated. That's why he's telling that story now. Right. You know, and and though that that formula is what we pick up on because this is what we kind of technically do for a living. And mm-hmm. I think you're right. We we're not following that formula. And it's so confusing for us because we were like, at this point, like you said, it should be some big, oh my God, it wasn't him. There's somebody bigger behind the whole thing. Which is technically, I mean, technically still happening with Diaz and Dante. They're still technically following the formula. But usually by now we're getting It's not in our face. It's We we don't know who this is. There's no speculation on... I bet you Dante is this time traveling felicity. (laughs) (laughs) It's yes. Dante is William's fake account that he made online that got him expelled. That'd Hmm. be some bullshit. I have to write something. Oh no, never mind. I thought we said that and I was like trying to think of like an acronym acronym. (laughs) Ooh, God, words are hard. Acronym. That that could be, and I was thinking of everyone's names and stuff like that, and who it could be, but. Well, yeah, and and the bottom line is, you know, we are still to have to figure out what the hell happened to Thea, why Roy went to the island, what the hell's going on in the future, and how do the future and the present link? So they have some storytelling to do over the next couple, you know, ten weeks. And it's exciting that we're not sitting there thinking we have it all figured out or kind of pining for the end going, all right, can we just get there and let him fight already? Yeah. I'm so, trying. I'm seriously trying to make this acronym right now with like people that we would know. I've got like Diggle, Dinah, Thea. I'm trying to spell Dante. <laughs> I'm spelling Dante with two D's right now. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up it's with like Dante. Well, I'm. That's how I've been talking all night. So why not? No, I'm gonna end up with like a bunch of charts and strings all around my apartment or something. At this point, you're gonna be the you're gonna be the crazy lady with all I am the cutouts. For sure, be like, guys, look at this. It's totally this. And Dante's just gonna be a question mark. Yeah, exactly. I'm just gonna circle it really, really big with a sharpie. Uh. Like, hold on, follow this string. If you follow this string all the way through, you can see that Oliver's dad's brother's sister's mother is actually... Ah, Amiko! Perfect! (laughs) (laughs) There's another letter! Hurrah! 
<laughs> okay, so before we get into final thoughts, let's talk about this for a minute. How fucked up is the Queen family that nobody's surprised that Oliver has another sister from another mother? Yeah. Uh, that's not true. They're a little surprised. They're like, oh, yeah, you you take your fucking time dealing with that. That makes sense <laughs> why you didn't tell me right away. Like, Yeah, but still, nobody's like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, has he told has he told terrific yet? Because I feel like he'll be like, ooh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know. No, terrific. Did, did did she tell Renee yet? Like, did, no, no. Oh, oh, no, she did. She told Renee. Yeah, yeah. So uh, terrific's gonna know pretty soon. Can't wait. Or he'll be the last to know, and he'll make some fucking terrific comment of. Can't. Did you like, see? Did you see on his Instagram he was talking about like uh saying that something was terrific and he's like I am just not allowed to say that anymore. Everyone rolls their eyes whenever I call something terrific. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it, I guess that's a curse for him. No matter what, everything's going to be terrific. Yeah. So So uh what what are your final thoughts on this episode? Figure out the Dante <laughs> You're like Dante's an acronym. I'm, li- I'm writing it on my hand right now. I'm just gonna turn into memento over here. Um, great episode. Like I again, I am dumb and wasn't expecting this because I either forgot about it or just didn't hear about it. I think it's the first one, but um, so I was very just thrown into this because first off, it starts off very differently, like as if it's a Warner Brothers movie. So. Immediately, I was sucked in. Uh, the The format of it was fantastic. The action was done very well. Like, blocking throughout this whole entire episode was fantastic, but I especially appreciated the action for some reason. We always have great action scenes, but mm-hmm. this episode was great for that. Um, acting, I feel like, had to be really fun for everybody, too. Like, you could kind of just get that feel Throughout the whole episode, like part of me wants to think that even um, with Barry being in there, it was like, oh, I want to do this too, like that type of thing. It The whole episode just seemed very fun, and I was very excited that they did it in this format. Yeah, I, I agree. It definitely was a fun episode that you could see that uh, I think a lot of that stuff might have been ad-libbed. Mm-hmm. You know, or just the camera was running the whole time and it's just like kind of go with it. Yeah. Scenarios. It was fun. It was such a fun episode. Yeah. Yeah. And you could definitely tell that they were having um, a good time doing it and the ability to kind of act differently while acting the same. It is my most memorable. uh, Yeah. It's it's one of my most memorable and favorite episodes for Arrow. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. This was uh, like I liked the the way they did the hundredth when they brought back. You know, it was Oliver's dream world. Yeah, but this was done a lot smarter. This was probably one of the smarter episodes. Yeah, that I've seen in forever, and not only to be able to um continue a story and bring the team back together, but to you know. For Captain Lance to take one last bow, for Thea to come back, you know, to to see those people back on screen, mm-hmm. you know, just talking about Oliver and the Arrow, and it w- it was 
just smart, smart way to do it. Nothing felt forced. We weren't, again, I wasn't questioning why things were back or, you know, using, you know, stock footage for Captain Lance, letting him grow out the stubble a little bit in the bald head, you know, so he looked a little bit older or, you know, from, from the past and, you know, and bringing back like old footage of Oliver wanting tequila and Diggle saying that that man will never get away from me. Oh, and that was fantastic. Yes. Th- that like callback, like, okay, I, I definitely, you know, need to recant that statement, like that kind of thing. Like, it, yeah. there's no way that Oliver's the green arrow type of thing. Look at him. Oh, fantastic. I read people. Come on. Yeah. You don't, you're not in the business as long as I am yep. and get something past me. Diggle. <laughs> And here we are. <laughs> and, yeah. And then and, and just like the, the reintroduction of the Huntress and bringing back some of the older characters that we haven't seen in a while, but letting you know that, hey, look, they still do exist in this world. Yeah. Or, so, well, technically, are they dead now? What? Like Huntress and them? Uh, no, I was thinking like Ragman and. Uh, no, I think Ragman and all those guys are, should still be alive because remember, he just, he just bounced. He just collected their masks? Yeah. That's I, weird. That's dumb. Well, I mean, I'm assuming that they're alive. Yeah, I guess because Amiko was alive without her mask. He's just a fucking fanboy weirdo. Like a weirdo. He's just oh. like, oh my god, let me hug you and take your mask. Yeah, it wasn't like, let me get your mask in your skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the the ol- the only downside would be like William this week. But I think it's a... It's for a reason. Yeah, I think for the longer play, it, it I'm going to trust them that this is going to make sense, that his oh. attitude, his behavior and all that is going to yeah. make sense. So. And that always sticks in the back of my mind like because this season has absolutely shown that trust the writers. And that's what I'm doing with everything is like, okay, all right, fine. You, you whatever you're doing, I'm sure is going to make sense. So, yep. And Beth has done us no wrong so far. So. No, Queen Beth. <laughs> in Beth we trust. Yes, basically. Um, uh, I will say you brought this up last week. Uh-huh. Uh Canary and Green Arrow are on screen again, and I was just like, God, they look it was for two seconds, but they look so good together. Right, though? I I, I honestly am having a problem if they don't get together. Yeah. Like it was two seconds of them walking like side by side into the little like interrogation room, but uh-huh. like they look so good together. They they look like a typical superhero power couple. And it's not that I don't buy into Felicity and Oliver. Like their relationship is great, and it was great to see them. Like but like during the interview, like the behind the scenes interview mm-hmm. part too. They're they're doing a great job, but I just want it so bad. I think it's I think I want it because I can't have it. <laughs> it's one of those things. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, it's, it's going to be one of those, uh, I'll be surprised if something doesn't happen along the way. So, that'll do it for today's DC on CW Arrow Edition. Remember, you can always catch any past and future episodes on DCOnCW.com. Be sure to follow us on all our social medias, and we'll talk to you next week. People want cuddles. 